Welcome to the Code Life podcast with me, Cole Beach, and my great mate, Nathan Blackaby. Hello, mate. Hello, mate, and here we are on location with you travelling up to so, Chesley. Yeah, we do this quite a bit, and we thought it would be fun to just sort of hang out, wouldn't it? Yeah. And, and podcast, and I think it's easy listening. In the open air, people sitting just around. Chilling out, yeah. yeah, chilling out. Um, Hot day. Mate. Yeah, so this won't go out till October, believe it or not. It'll be cold then. It'll be cold then. Yeah. And close to Christmas. Well, we lost, we've like lost a year, haven't we? It's like, that quick uh, it goes, yeah, it's almost like the last 18 months or 20 months, whatever it is, since the Rona hit. It's all yeah. times compressed. Yes, yeah, it's, it's odd, odd times. Really strange, yeah. Well, everyone keeps it unprecedented times. Unprecedented. Let me ask you a question. Go cool. Give me the top three oldest universities in the UK. We're going to test each other's knowledge a little bit. Oxford. That's number one. Come on. <laughs> Founded in? Have a guess. Uh, uh, 1500s. Older. Uh, 1,117. Wow. That's mental. Right. Then I'm going to go something in uh, like Canterbury, something like that. Almost. Uh, yeah. Cambridge. Cambridge, all right. Uh, founded in 1209. Give me a hit. Do uh, you want another one? Well, you can. Yeah, go on. Give us a clue. Um, it's a saint. It, it, and I actually don't know where it is, I've got to be fair. I've got to be honest. Saint? I don't know, mate. St Andrews? Oh, in Scotland. Oh, is it Scotland, is it? Yeah. Uh, 1411 and then we've got Glasgow, Aberdeen, Edinburgh, Dublin, Durham, London, Manchester. Oh right. Interesting. I thought it was quite interesting. Anyway, if you're listening, we've got this book, Top Tens for Men. Even that, I don't think you can even brand a book like that anymore, can you? No, it'd be a lot. Well, how old's that one? Well, it came off my bookshelf, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. But now it's like, who's a man? Why is it? Well, you opened a can of words here, brother. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Yeah. Best-selling novels, top three. Bible. Well, that's not a novel. No. Okay. Um, Number one. Come on. Uh, or we'll go for uh, yeah. It's a J.K. Rowling book, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It'll be Harry Potter. Harry Potter, Philosopher's Stone. Yeah, I was going to say Philosopher's Stone. Yeah. I've never read it, but. Uh, minimum estimated sales, 120 million. Yeah. In second place. Uh, Uh, is it a Dan Brown type thing or something? No, Agatha Christie. Oh, right, Murder on the Orient Express. And then there were none. Okay. Um, and then in third place? Uh, give us a clue. Uh, I think it was obviously a film, series of films, trilogy or more even. I don't. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, there you go, you got it. J.R.R. Tolkien, The Lord of the Rings, 100 million. Just been watching them again, actually, with the fam. Do you know what, mate? Very good. It's dominated. It's, it's that, so they're the top three. And then we've got Harry Potter, The Chamber of Secrets. Then we've got Harry Potter, The Goblet of Fire. Then we've got Harry Potter, The Half-Blood Prince. Yeah. And then we've got The Catcher in the Rye, The Da Vinci Code, Harry Potter, The Prisoner of Imagine, mate, if you, like, write a bestseller oh, my word, in mate. your lifetime, or, like, you're sitting there noodling on your keyboard yeah, yeah, late yeah. one night and you've come up with a little jingle. Yeah. Christmas number one. Yeah. Never have to work again. No. Mate, she's made so much money. Who, J.K. Rowling? Yeah, 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 yeah. What's the J stand for? Jane? Joanna? Jennifer? 
Juniper. Juniper. I wonder what it does stand for. James. Johnny. <laughs> Can't tell these days. I don't know what it stands for. That's interesting. I've never known that. Anyway, absolutely killed it on the book front. And I was reading something that said she, the first one, I don't know what it was, Harry Potter and the... Philosopher's Stone. Is that the first one? I don't know. Well, it's a number one. Apparently, she hand-typed the copies, because she didn't have a computer at that point. Typewriter job. Yeah. Hand-typed the whole, man, like, six or eight times or more, and went round publishers with it. But don't you think the world has changed? I did my degree in 1990. In what? Engineering, building right, engineering. Right, right. I did building engineering without a computer. Mm. I hand-drew all the drawings you have to do. And, oh, I know, like, on, a, on an A2 board with me pens we had we had tables of calculus for yeah, tensile yeah, strengths yeah. in beams and I did I did the whole degree by hand wow that was only the, the 90s yeah 1993 I think I came out when I first went into a banking job it's all you hand wrote everything really yeah we didn't have iPhones and when I was, going, I was still going out with Karen at the time and it was your pay phone and we didn't have texting yeah, and yeah, FaceTime yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had to stay in touch by queuing up for a phone call with all the other students, you know. And Incredible, mate. Yeah. Mate, much to my shame and embarrassment, you know that phones, pay phones, yeah. you're just referencing it. I, I had a little thing I learned, and you get a coat hanger in like a, a so, so the long bit of the coat hanger and then a little sort of handle you'd loop, you'd turn. So yeah. essentially it's just a straight bit of metal. You put the pound in, yeah. dial the number, before the person picked up, at the yeah. coin return bit at the bottom, you jab that bit of metal up the right-hand side, yeah. up, and it opened a little flap and dropped your coin out. No, and he's still but got the call. But it still registered as a pound in there. So I used to make free calls home. Like my mum said, you're going out, make sure you ring me from a phone box so I know what time you're coming home. Were you a believer at the time, brother? Uh, I knew of the Lord, my friend, but I didn't know him personally <laughs> in my heart as Lord and Saviour. <laughs> I'm not claiming that it's he not. He knew of him, but <laughs> yeah. you didn't know him. I didn't know him. And that's the difference. knew about him, but I didn't know him. Lot, do you think a lot of people behave like they know yeah, of him? Of course they do. They don't. They don't behave they like don't. citizens of heaven. That's it, mate. And that's the and difference between there. the coat hanger in the payphone yeah. or not. Yeah. Over that's a pound. It. My integrity was gone over a pound, mate. I, thought, I can remember 2p in the in payphone. Really? Yeah. 2p? Yeah. I can remember penny sweets, half penny sweets. Can you remember half when penny sweets? When they were sweets? actually, nah, nah. He used to be able to go in there, half penny sweets, penny sweets. He used to be able to get yeah, a I, copy I, of the, yeah. uh, the Beano for 4p. Yeah. Remember I saved up my tokens and got a Dennis the Menace badge. Did you? And the Beano, yeah, it's like 20p. Do you know a mint copy of the Beano now, first copy edition, get you about 20 grand? No. Yeah. Let me, I think let I've me got an early Dan Dare. Have you? Yeah, you need to check somewhere. that out. If it's in mint condition, you're on a little little money yeah, spin. Well, there. A bit um, top three most stressful jobs in the UK, 2008. This book, by the way, 2008. All right. Um, I'm going to say uh, most stressful job. Uh, vet. Um, no, veterinary service did not come anywhere in this list. Oh, right. okay. Uh, paramedic. Um, that came in at number five. All right, uh, fireman. Fireman, number eight. Policeman, number two. Right, number one, um, bricklayer. 
bricklayer didn't make the list. Amazon delivery driver. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cool, yeah. Or Amazon operative, warehouse yeah. operative. Oh, oh Karen's done that job. Yeah, man. Mate, tough. Brutal. Brutal. We know a lot of people that have worked at Amazon and do not reflect highly on that experience. No. And that does call into question our, our allegiance to Amazon. Well, the thing is, right, I know a lot of, lot of Christians are very hard up about Amazon and don't order from very, all sorts of integrity. Yeah. So Karen works in a warehouse yeah. and she saw firsthand what I would describe as brutal working conditions. And when she came out of that, she said, we cannot order from Amazon again. Mm. She herself lasted 10 days. <laughs> She's straight on there for, for, for a pair of flip-flops. So my question is... That was all part of the world. We forgive, of course, Karen, for it. But where does that culture of people are second to stats and customer experience come from? Because you get an overarching vision to deliver this great thing and people become products to achieve a goal. They're like, you know, a tool to get a job done. And actually, you see that in all spheres of life. Where even Christian ministry, churches. Even Christian, oh, mate. Where, you know, you can do this if you get a certain amount of standing orders. You can have this job if you do this. And you're measured on yeah, yeah, getting yeah, the outcomes yeah. for the yeah. wider ministry. But you, you're graded on things that actually aren't about necessarily kingdom outcomes. That's interesting. But it's, but it's seen as acceptable because there is a wider kingdom outcome. But at the end of the day, you are being mullered. No, we've all seen that, yeah, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, of we've all yeah. seen that. Yeah. Even in Christian ministry. Mm. All right, well, the most stressful job in the UK at time of print, 2008, was prison officer. Well, I can believe that. So I just read this book. Well, actually, I didn't read it. I listened to an audible. So I, I do like a bit of audible. Still reading. About a guy, I've forgotten his name now, uh, Sam something or other. Uh, he, or something Sam, he was a prison officer in uh, Strange Ways in Manchester. Mm. And what I didn't realise was there's actually no interview for the job. So I checked this out, right? Really? There's no job interview. So what you do is you fill out an application form. And I checked yeah. this out because I went on the website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You fill out an application form and then you have like some assessment over the phone and then you just get invited to start training. And the training itself is the interview is over it? a period of time. Yeah, you're just like thrust into it. And it's it's quite low paid. Wow. For the stuff, I mean, and they're pressure they're, they're under. clearing up the yeah, dirty yeah. cells, dealing with violence. Bad, and bad, bad. Uh, so we got that prison officer, police, and then the third one was social worker. Yeah, I can and believe that. Me, at number yeah, four particularly was child teaching. protection stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. All right, so here's a good one. Um, and if you're just tuning into the podcast, we're just hanging out, talking about top tens. Um, least stressful job in the UK. Top three. <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> this is interesting. It could, there's so many. Least stressful job. I'm going to say. Can't be anything to do with church. Postman? <laughs> Postman. Um, has not made the list. Okay. Um, lip reader. Has not made the list. Okay. Uh, a linguist at linguist. number seven. Oh, right, no, Hang go. on, you're looking at results. Oh, Librarian. No, <laughs> number one, <laughs> you looked at it. I result. saw it upside down. So librarian number one, number two, museum personnel. <laughs> I mean, they don't do much today. Librarian, <laughs> when they're doing stuff, it ain't stressful. What are they doing then? Pottering about. Q8, <laughs> Q8 and stuff. Look at this lovely 
Egyptian butterfly <laughs> from the early pharaohs, yeah. you know. Number three was biologist. I'm not sure, number four, a nursery nurse. I know a biologist. That's do you? Well, uh, no, not a biologist. I know somebody did, um, who looked at the stool samples in the hospital. All right. Because, um, and we know them, we, you know this person. Yeah. Basically, mate, I had very, very bad, when I was in my early 30s, I had very, very bad stomach infection. Oh. And, uh, and I had to have samples sent away because I was very worried about how bad it was. Right. And then um, I recovered over a period of five days and I went back to the church. I was leading a senior pastor. Yeah. And this person was in my church. Now about this, I'm senior pastor of a church of many hundreds of people. And I, I go back to the church on a Sunday. I'm just sitting in a congregation. And afterwards, when you're having a cup of tea and a bit of cake after, but I didn't, my stomach was still a bit, you know, delicate. This person came over to me and just let you know, cold. I've, I've examined your stool sample and uh, I think you're going to be all right. Oh. Don't need that on a Sunday, do you? Oh, mate. So this that person right. in my church had done an analysis of my, um, <laughs> you know, it's a bit embarrassing, isn't it? Oh, mate. Why are we talking about this? Well, well we need to talk about top 10s, don't we? Yeah, but we're still doing them, because I think people enjoy these. So here, this is interesting, right? Mm. 2008, this is the book we've got. Richest men in the world, right? Sultan of Brunei, back then. In 2008. Sultan of Brunei? No, he's not even on the list, mate. No, he must be. No, he no he's, he's got to be. He ain't on the list. Putin. No, he ain't on the list. Talk about that in a minute. Yeah. He ain't on the Bill list. Bill Gates. So, yeah, Bill, in the Warren list. Warren Buffett, Bill Gates... Carlos Slim. Carlos Slim, the Mexican telecom Interestingly, tycoon. Bill Gates' net worth at that point was $56 billion yeah, in yeah. 2008. I've just Googled it. Do you know what Jeff Bezos is worth today? Oh, go on. $177 billion. Oh. <laughs> Mate, it makes this, old, this look like yeah, yeah. nothing. Now, why is the Sultan of Brunei not in there? Because he was one of the world's richest men for like, since forever. Little Little claim to fame. My dad, as an electrician, did some work once at one of the houses of the Sultan of Brunei in England, in the UK, near London. In London. And he said we could have a bike. He had loads of push bikes. And he said, yeah, like not the Sultan, but his aides and all this. Come and pick one of the bikes that are in, you know. And we went, I remember going and he had like 30, 40 bikes. Just you could just pick go, one? Yeah, pick one. I just picked a BMX. New one. I can't remember the conditional spec or anything, but I just remember going here, it was just a queue of bikes. And what, what has annoyed me, looking back, there was a chopper, you know the old chopper? Yeah. Where you change gear in between your legs, the, yeah. mid, the big handlebars. I loved it. Imagine that now, what that's worth. A lot of money. You've got a mate in our church here who yeah, collects the old choppers. It. I had a Vindec chopper, which is a rip-off of Rally, I think oh, some okay, rip-off. Okay. But I used to love the chunky gears, free gears, free gears. Yeah, that's it. Do you remember the commando, the rally commando? No, I don't remember the rally commando. Forerunner to the BMX wing. I remember the rally lizard going through school and a couple of kids had the lizard. Oh, mate, so wanted that bike. Front suspension. There's a grifter. Yeah, a grifter. Remember the grifter? I had a grifter. I had a bike nicked, yeah. 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 Uh, Top three best-selling cars of all time. And this is back in 2008. Stats may have changed. Just going to now, for out. those listening to this, we, we do this at the gathering. We do top ten yeah, lists. Expl- so. Yeah, explain the point of the... Uh... Well, 
what we do is one of our just muck about games with thousands of blokes present yeah. is we, we come up with a, an obscure subject and then we ask people to put it into a top 10 and then we yeah. have a professional list. Yeah. But this is actually stats driven from 2008. So stats, yeah. What was the subject? So top three, I mean, I've got the top 10 here, but top three best-selling cars of all time. What would you say? Fiesta. Um, the Fiesta has not made this list. Well, I'm thinking, yeah, it's global, isn't it? Yeah, like Volkswagen yeah. Beetle. Uh, number three, yeah, correct. Right. Cortina. Uh, the Cortina did not get in here. Uh, something Toyota, like a Toyota Camry or something. Yeah, you're close. You're very close. I'll give it to you. Toyota Corolla. Oh, wait, a Corolla, yeah. Number one. Uh, I had a Camry, mate. Did you? Yeah, it, that's plus the longer saloon. Yeah, yeah, yeah paid yeah, four hundred yeah. quid for it. No, it's a pass. Manual, all I could afford. Manual or automatic? Manual. But really? It had, yeah, but it had everything in it. Everything. Comfort. Yeah, deep velvet carpet. Oh, that's nice. That's really nice. Um, uh, sorry, number two, because some people will be playing along, was the Golf, Volkswagen Golf. Lovely car. I've yeah. had a Golf, you've had a Golf? Oh, I love me Golf. I'd have another one. I had one. a two-litre TDI, you had the, the I had the Golf R. My brother's got the uh, GTI, Mark Do you Paul. know what I thought about the Golf? Was, um, oh. it, you know, every driver was smooth, it did everything it could. Yeah. You could go. It's the only car you'd ever need. The Golf. It was, yeah, it was bland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You used to describe my car as bland. Which car? It. Which one? The Volkswagen Golf. The white Golf shed. Yeah. yeah, but that wasn't really. It was like a starting to be high spec, but not quite Golf, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you remember? It was cheap, wasn't it? I'll tell you, the car you had I liked was the Octavia Skoda. That was nice. No, what about the Superb? I had the Superb. The big... I didn't really go out in it. You didn't have it long. No, it was like. A... So I drove along in a living room. All right, so what's been your best ever car? Or best couple? Two cars, pickle. I had a GT86. Oh, I love that car. What do you love about it? Um, yeah, two litre, naturally aspirated. It had 80s style switches in Rear it. Rear wheel drive. Rear wheel drive. If you were so taken, yeah. you could put it in of uh, traction control sliding around around yeah, if yeah. you were you know if that was your thing which Pretty is enough. obviously I've never my thing I've got a memory of that happening I can't I, I didn't know no, no, no. yeah but mate and it was just you know I took it all the way up to Inverness once and it was just fantastic fun did you get cool speeding I think you probably you did on that trip I think but I actually really like my truck now I, do you? I'm a, I'm a kind of I'm a truck guy what do you like about them? well like, so I like my gardening. You sling all your stuff in the back. You're high up. I've got heated seats, leather, Bluetooth, the old clunky yeah, sat there. It does run well. Yeah, and, it, and it, it's got touring suspension on it. But there's something about, you know, just climbing up into your truck. I mean, you've been on it on some long journeys. Yeah, what do you yeah. think? Yeah, I like, I like the sort of rugged feel to it. I don't know, there's like a... I like the fact you can chuck stuff in the back. You can hear the engine clunk Double along. cab, yeah, big chunky tyres, yeah, right position. It. It's, it's, it's good. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I love it, mate. I think um, if I ever change it, I'll just go to another truck. Duran? Yeah. Yeah, love it. Um, top three largest armed forces in the world. China. Correct. China are in. Russia. At 1.6 million. Russia 
Uh, uh, so hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Now I've got no. China Army, 1.6 million. Navy, 255,000. Yeah, they've got to be top. And they're to, yeah, so. Then it's got to be USA. Then it's got to be Russia. No, India. India. India at number three. About, where's North Korea and all that? Mm. North Korea at number four. Then Such Russia. Such a small nation. Then South Korea, Pakistan, Iran, Turkey, Egypt, UK are not even close. Thing is though, some of it's about technology too, because I've often thought, I've thought about this, you know like, when we went to the Falklands, you had a task force and the sea harriers and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Well, we've got a much reduced fleet now, a much reduced air force, but the technology. I sat on the latest frigate, you know, it's part of our job. Yeah. <clears throat> we get to know people in the military and I sat yeah. in the control of one of our latest sort of stealth style frigates, warships. They said that they could park off the coast of the UK and control the UK's airspace really? from that ship. The technology is wow. unbelievable. And the fire button, mate, was a little pedal. Was it really? You fire missiles, just like, or a gun. Just press, a pedal? Just, you press the pedal, yeah. It's like, you had like Xbox-type controllers. Really? Amazing, mate. It's yeah. all drone stuff now, isn't it? But the latest fighter plane they're working on is going to be able to fly with drones, aren't they? Are they really? That's what they're working on, next, next generation, then. All right, maybe one more, and then we'll talk about something else. Um, the top three DIY tools most often involved in accidents in UK. Chainsaw. <sighs> Didn't make the list. Drill. Came saw. In at, came in at number eight. Uh, a saw came in at number two. Hammer. Hammer's number four. Yeah, because you hit your finger. What's number one then? Angle grinder? Like a scalpel, number one. Scalpel? Yeah, like a... Like a work knife oh like a standing knife yeah and then number three was a hacksaw it's cutting isn't it cutting stuff cutting stuff no gloves not looking at what you're doing and slipping that's it getting careless angle grinder came at Chainsaw number seven chainsaw scare me actually mate yeah oh yeah don't like nah, it don't, I don't use really you need to do the proper course don't you yeah um I mean I could keep going because it's a big book but I think it's probably got a bit boring what is it about men and listen well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this book's obviously cashing in. It says on the back here, men don't do conversation, they do lists. In fact, men love lists. They understand the important questions in life. Are Ferraris faster than Lamborghinis? What's the most common murder weapon? What is the hottest variety of chili? Who is the most searched for woman on the internet? Blokes like lists. They do like lists. It's interesting, isn't it? It is, it is. And it's a bit of a generalisation, but... That book says it, you know. So that was a book by Russell Ash from uh, 2008. Yeah. There you go. But a lot of that too is about the accumulation of possessions, isn't it? Yeah. And we, we talk about that quite a lot. Our stuff don't really matter. There's something about simple living I'm trying to get to at the minute. Well, there's a joy in simple yeah. living. Clutter around your life. I, I said to Jen, my wife, the other day, down the side of my bed, I said to her, look, why have I got this down here? Junk stuff. Just what you got down there? Just clutter, like a load of leads or a box with bits in and I keep yeah. I keep my Rambo Bowie knife down the side of my bed. <laughs> Is that right to say on the podcast? <laughs> or not? I keep that there for uh, sharpening a pencil. Rambo <laughs> Bowie knife. Oh. Serrated edge. Yeah. 
Do you know the one where you undo undo the yeah. stock? Yeah. And in there is cotton wool matches. Yeah, it's a survival Brilliant. knife. Yeah. I love it. For encasing cold test, you get caught well, out in the jungle. Well, good. But the point being then, <laughs> that blokes they do like stuff, yeah. don't they? We, we yeah. love it. But I am, um, you know, when I moved out recently, so I've been on a voyage of discovery of this over the last yeah. year. We moved out radically, radically downsized. Thinning down all your stuff. Well, 80% of our possessions went. Because I've obviously been to your house. Yeah. You ain't got a huge amount of stuff. No. Is the loft empty? Uh, it's got uh, stuff from when the kids are growing up. It's got kids' books to pass on to any grandchildren. Have, have you got loads of stuff to the point where when you die, your kids are like, why did he keep all this? No. See, that's where I want to get to. No, what we got is um, a Christmas tree up there, some... Um, Functional things that you yeah, use. Yeah, kids' books, kids' toys, baby toys, stuff like that. Um, not, you know, suitcases up there because I haven't got anywhere no. else to put them. That's stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, I've got a little house. Well, obviously, we didn't have a little house. We've got a very little house now. Um, and we, we've not got much stuff, so not much in the living room. Uh, three chairs, one small unit that's got some few books on it and a TV yeah. and then the kitchen small kitchen dining room the kids stuff in the kitchen cupboards how did you get to this point because some blokes listening will think I'd love a more simplistic lifestyle because you get at the grand old age of nearly 50 very close to next 50, year February uh, I realised that the accumulation of possessions was not bringing joy but complexity I had a what do you mean, bike. cost and hassle? Well, it's, it's all hassle, isn't it? It's that, is the bike insured? Have I got this? Yeah. And the, that needs updating, and what this goes wrong, that yeah. goes wrong, and that needs fixing. And, and, I, and I, I literally, now I know some people are going to listen to this and get very upset, but I came to the conclusion that for me it was not a godly thing. Because it, they were distractions. What, to they, have too much stuff? Yeah, be, that you didn't need. Because. What, a bit of an idol? Or we're not, yeah, not and, and it's draining money and resource and time. You could be using more productively uh, for the kingdom. Yeah. But also, happiness does not consist in the abundance of your possessions. So yeah. Jesus said, um, why are you worrying about what you wear and why are you worrying about you know what you got? Seek first the kingdom and all these things will be added to you. That's interesting, and so, mate. My 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 honor, I've got various on and off obsessions because uh, that's where my brain works. But one of the things that journeyed with me since a very young age has been out in the garden with my dad. Yeah. So what I have indulged myself in is gardening, but on the cheap, as you know, to do my gardening. Yeah. Anyone who follows yeah. me on social media will see that. Other than that, uh, me and Karen have got a vehicle each because we need it because of our, our work. Yep. Um, we have a very small house. I've got a very old TV uh, connected to a, an Xbox uh, for the, not for games, we don't really game, mm. uh, for, the, for the Netflix yeah, yeah. and stuff. We, got, we, lo- we like movies and box sets, so we've got Netflix and Prime. Uh, and uh, I've got a cabin in a garden. We've booked, well, you've seen it. I've got a cheapy well, vinyl and a computer. Yeah, but what I like about... It. And it's very simple. What I like about your loadout at home is... Kitchen's nice. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah, yeah Kitchen's nice. nice, functional. Yeah, clean, functional. Garden's nice, functional. Yeah, it's nice. Cabin works. Yeah, clean, And then there's not nice. loads of bits and stuff. I've got and... a few nice things. Yeah. But not a lot. You've created nice spaces, and that's different. Create, yeah, space where you can sit, space where you can eat. We sit out in the garden, on a couple of deck chairs, 
We you know, when it even came to the garden thing, I thought, do we go for the big rattan yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah. No, I've got an old pub table. Yeah. Well, a new one, but, you know, for mass supplies, it was cheap. I've got the deck chairs we bought for the last house. I've got a... I restored an old bench and an old bistro table with a bit of hammerite. It looks nice. So yep. It looks nice and clean. Create a few nice things. You don't need a lot. And, and we made life very simple. So we enjoy going for walks together, potting yeah. in the garden, watch a bit of tennis, listen to some music. Yeah. I listen to a lot of music. Uh, but, uh, yeah, very keep things very simple with a real lack of complexity and possessions. And the weirdest thing is, the less I have, the happier I become. And the less strain on your bank balance. Yeah. It's interesting because blokes listening to this will be at different stages. Some will be in the same season as you, mm. turning 50. Kids are pretty much, they're gone. They're doing their own thing. Others will be retired. Yeah. And the kids have long gone. Yeah. Others will be like me and have got three young'uns at home or little kids at home yeah. and it's manic. And others, younger guys, will still be almost coming into this phase. Yeah. Of well, I would say, listen, listen to those who have gone before for those that are younger. You can chase the dream and the accumulation of possessions, but it will not ultimately bring you joy. It's the law of diminishing returns, but maybe you've got to discover that for yourself. Well, therein, therein lies a question. Where's the source of true joy, mate? And how do we stay in that place where we're not... Because we're all get... I think we all get tempted and allured well, to this kind of... Oh, it's a 65 inch so, telly that risk of me. sounding really boring yeah I, yeah risk of sounding really boring so uh i get up early ish you know six or six and i go downstairs and you know i we always the, the kitchen's always clean before we go to bed yeah you know it's tidy up i come down i've got a nice clean kitchen i, I make a coffee you know, sit in a lounge. I don't go down to the cabin in the garden so I just want to be there and Karen gets up to normal yeah. before. I sit in the coffee and open my Bible and then I have a lovely little read and a pray. I pray for there's various things I pray for most days. And then uh, a, few, a couple of times a week, or you know, five, six times a month, I'll write a little Bible study out while I'm sitting there for people to get up that I put on Facebook. But I generally just sit there and have a little pray and I, and I relax. And I am um, a bit weird. I always, I always have to get washed and shower before I come downstairs. Yeah. And um, I sit there feeling fresh, peaceful, no clutter. I mean, look, you can try and eliminate all the clutter, but there'll still be stuff in your life. There's always yeah. functional. Yeah. But that morning space, very peaceful, very calm. And then I, then I hit the day. So is there, is there grounds to say? In terms of finding joy, tapping into this joy yeah. in, in, in following God or mm. G, you know Jesus, and there's something about the presence, getting into the presence of God in your life. That's where you find the real joy. It's the peace of Christ, isn't it? It is the the peace and satisfaction. Well, Christ. well, because you could lead a mega church, thousand people. Well, I live on about eight hundred. Yeah, it? and it, but it might not give you the no, same give you a joy of grief, and as sitting at home, opening your Bible, and just talking to God. I don't need to please men. No, I don't matter what people think. No. I don't matter how many friends you got on Facebook. Actually, it's, it's you, the Lord. If you're married, your missus. Yeah. Um, your close mates, and doing right by Jesus, isn't it? And yeah. So I got immense satisfaction that I put on Facebook. 
little immense satisfaction really and it's weird you know like endorphin releases you yeah. can get from all different yeah, sorts yeah. of things in life but for me just sitting out on my little old reconditioned table this morning early with your Os Osmanthus Gashiki shrub that I got dirt cheap out of Dobby's yeah. it was 14.99. got it for 7 quid on the rescue Bargain. shelf yeah, pruned it down had an old bonsai tray lying about and I must have spent about two hours not this morning but over a couple of days yeah. Turning it into a nicely presented bonsai, gave it a little water, yeah. stuck it on me on me sleepers in the garden. I thought that's lovely, though. Yeah, peaceful. Well, and it's I don't need all the. No, I don't need no, anything no. more than that. Well, and 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 making that and trimming and pruning, it's all part of yeah, the process. Yeah, and it? then watching things grow around watching you. Watching it grow. Watching it grow. Watching your kids growing. But, that, but your that's wife all stuff. Growing her, you know, in her faith. And yeah. I remember the garden was something I was never interested in. I think that's something that comes with age. Yeah, and I think the reason the garden comes with age, I know the young guys are sitting here, what a couple of old... old listen watches. to these yeah, old watches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But listen, it might only be that I've got 25 autumns of shuffling me feet in the leaves. Maybe, you know, when you, you look at the seasons with greater detail when you go yeah, on them, because yeah. you suddenly see the perennials die off and then they bloom the next year. How many more times are you going to see that? 20 more times? 25 more times? 10 more times? In the news this week, I know you listen to this in October, but yeah. Sarah Harding, the yeah, girl's yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Singer died 39. at 39 years old. Well, I've got 10 years on her. It still feels like that's quick. Yeah. Life is fleeting. It's fleeting. And mate. you can, you can um, fill it with the pursuit of stuff you buy that new flat screen it lasts 10 years and all that money and all that dream it's gone that bonsai mate will still be growing in that tray long after I've gone yeah I've got an olive tree bonsai those olive trees last thousands of years Don't really? it's humbling isn't it humbling isn't yeah. it yeah we went we went to visit a bloke with the edge network a month ago or so mm. and we went for a walk through the cedars there were some cedars of Lebanon do you remember yeah Beautiful trees, massive trees. We've planted an apple tree in the back of our garden, and it's a bit to do with that. It's tapping into that well idea. So, I um, I read this article the other day. Or well, it might have come out of the Mars Hill. I'm listening to some yeah, yeah, yeah. Mars Hill podcast, and and it talked about how one guy um, he he always every time he read the Bible. Yeah. Finished with Isaiah 48, which says, yeah. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of God endures forever. Forever. Right. And, and, and this guy says, his kid says to him, Why is it every single time you read the Bible, you say, The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever? And the dad goes, Because of that. The kid's like, What? Because that, you know those words now, because you've heard it. You don't have to look it up, yeah, you yeah. know it. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of God endures forever. It is a reminder to his kids that only one thing lasts forever. Mm. And keep your focus on that. And I thought that was beautiful. That's powerful. 